0: wasn't that long ago when you would hear manufacturers say we're adding in cybersecurity components as we go along. It only made sense as systems ended up installed decades before cybersecurity was a blip on the radar screen. However, in the background, you'd always hear a security wag saying for an effective security program, you have to design security in from the beginning. As we continue our journey through the digital revolution, connectivity is becoming the rage and manufacturers are creating projects to update legacy systems and take advantage of all the new technologies. And in this day of enlightened cyber awareness, this is an opportunity for companies to design cyber in from the beginning to act as a foundation for industry 4.0, the industrial internet of things or digitization or, or whatever you want to call it but the big question is, are they? Hello, my name is Greg Hale and I'm the editor and founder of Industrial Safety and Security Source or isssource.com. And I'm here today with Glenn Bounds, Global Director of Cybersecurity Services at Schneider Electric in another edition of our Today with ISS Source podcast series. Glenn, welcome.
1: Thanks, Greg. Happy to be here.
0: I'm going to start off by asking about projects and cybersecurity. And my first question is probably a series of questions within the question, but Mm. this industry is very project oriented. And with that in mind, when it comes to winning projects, oftentimes the lowest bid wins out. And along those lines, are you seeing more companies, including cybersecurity as, as a part of the bid? And if so, Do they truly understand what that really means? I mean, we're not just talking about putting a few devices in and saying it's secure. And it's not about technology and devices, but creating processes and having folks understand what the role is in the entire security process.
1: Yeah, definitely. The projects that we're involved in have come a tremendous way. I mean, they used to, they would put a line, you know, in the top of the RFQ or RFI that said, you know, must meet ISA 99, which I don't know if there ever was such a thing, but, uh, <laughs> you know, since uh, ISA and I- IEC ANSI have uh, really come together on on the new standards, most of our customers are, are learning and understanding what that means for the future. And like you said, there's a lot of buzzwords going around, like, you know, the digital future and industry 4.0 and all these, uh, all these wonderful things that us in the cybersecurity world love to hear. But, you know, again, a lot of times it's uh, the compliance is minimal compliance when you're talking about a project and, and the lowest cost bid. And not everybody is on the same page when it comes to, you know, the project. Uh, scope and awarding of a project, you know, the expectations may be one thing and the, you know, the vendors and manufacturers may be offering something completely different. So you you really have to have that discussion up front to understand what the goal is, what the risks are. And, you know, with the solution of the, of the bid process the offer; those expectations are met. So it's starting to get there. It's uh, taken a long time, but uh, it's people are a lot more aware now than than in the past.
0: All right. Now, when you know, as I started off, the question it was: uh, this industry is very, pro- is very project oriented, and so therefore, exactly. you do a project, get it done, you move on to another project. But when we talk about adding cyber in a project, do companies understand that cybersecurity is not really just a project, but an ongoing uh, journey, where they continually have to work at it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've said for years, uh, cybersecurity is not a destination. You know, it's 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 a journey. You know, again, the the standards that have come along and matured in recent years, they have uh, touched on you know the project part of the phase of the project the the implementation, all of the, you know, the stops along the way of a project. And then at the very end, you know, there's the maintenance and, you know, the future of the project. And, you know, it's strange. I I see different, in different industries, there's different levels of commitment to that that, uh, initiative. Some of them are very mature, you know, the oil and gas and petrochemical companies are years ahead of uh, some of the other ones that we've seen. And, you know, everybody's talking about it, but uh, putting the resources and, and the, the money and, and the, you know, the best practices, policies, procedures in place that it actually gets done, that sometimes is lacking for, you know, certain industries. But uh, the ones that we deal with uh, the majority of the time are, are, are very knowledgeable and it's, it's come a long way. And I'm very happy to see that.
0: Now, when we talk about these uh, major projects, you know, what from a cybersecurity uh, perspective, I mean, what is typically involved in, in that?
1: Well, from, um, you know, I'm an old project guy and uh, I think, you know, the areas that that. I see the biggest gaps in uh, still today. I mean, yeah, everybody's doing the ISA Secure, you know, from the ground up. They're designing the products. They're designing the software with, you know, it's everything is um, all, all of these things have been, you know, a lot of focus. So it's light years ahead of what it used to be the project execution you know that's that i believe that should start at the you know the bid phase of a project and flow all the way to you know sat sign off at the customer site that part of the the system i think is is yeah there's some there's some efforts along the way from different vendors that have some isolated solutions, but there's not a holistic approach to a project phase cybersecurity program from start to finish, from end to end, we call it. And, uh, you know, I've been working with my team for many, many years trying to make sure that we bring things like this up to our customers about, you know, all right, let's build a team. Let's, Let's define who has what access? And yeah, you know, we use our back in in the IT world for you know computer access, but we really really don't talk about it too much when it comes to all right, who has access to the design documents? You know, from the very first stage of a project, you you know you create many 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 project uh, project documents from you know design dev- design specifications. FAT documents, bill of materials, SAT documents. And we never assign a risk to those along the way that, you know, we say, hey, what's what's the ramifications of these getting out? And I've seen it in the past. People leave drawings and documents, you know, around a conference room that have some pretty sensitive information in it that would, you know, could potentially hurt the end customer that uh, if that information got out, not only to IP but you know just simple things like meeting notes, and uh, we really don't secure all of those documents along the way as we should. I believe mm-hmm. we're just starting to you know uh, the standards are catching up. There are, there are parts of the latest versions of the standard that address some of these, uh, items and concerns I've had over the years. And I've worked in some very sensitive projects in my career of 40 plus years that, you know, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, just lackadaisical attitude toward very important documents, just laying around on, on, you know, during the the project phase.
0: Now, those are, those are some of the mistakes that people make. Uh, are, Are there any other kinds of, um, Issues that companies, you know, I don't know, could be making while they're while they're implementing these projects. Is that one of the major things like leaving documents around or are there any other kinds of issues that you have seen uh, over the years?
1: Yeah. I mean, how many times have you accidentally sent emails to the wrong person and uh, or sent it to everybody in the company? everybody has stories over the years if you're old enough to say, oops, I need to recall that email, but back before that was a thing to do or you could do still doesn't work very well, but uh, yeah, I've seen documents sent out to the wrong people, the wrong groups, the wrong, uh, you know, display, I mean, uh, distribution lists and um, you know, it's been, there's hundreds of things that, that could go wrong and there's no real good tools. Yeah. There's document control systems that you check things out and check it back in. And it doesn't allow, you know, distribution, but, uh, it works somewhat okay at times, but, uh, there's nothing really, really, you know, that's designed just for this project phase of, of the design document creation and, and building those collaborative teams to make sure that the work does get done and it only only the right eyes see it that's been a struggle you know that we've uh, we've been working on for years
0: I got to assume that the level of communication is just so, so imperative during this whole that whole process between, you know, whoever's working on this cybersecurity project, whether it's a system integrator to the uh, to the end user, I mean, uh, or the customer. I mean, is it does that end up being like the, the most vital thing that's going on there? it does keep me up at night <laughs> like i said i've done so many projects
1: over the years and i i've seen what could go wrong and what has gone wrong and that is not nothing like this is addressed you know of course in the scope of work or very little you know it may be brushed over but i believe that you know the future once you know once once we are in this world of uh, connected devices it needs to be, you know, for, focused on more and more to make sure that the right the right documents are, you know, accessible to the right people, and then they, then they, you know, only the right people can do certain things with it, whether it's you know view only, edit. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things that um, we're just touching the surface on. I believe I've I've recently seen some some third party great attempts at uh, just starting to touch and focus on on this aspects this aspect of the, of the project phase.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when a bid does come out and I'm sure the company and I you touched on this earlier, but I'm I'm sure the company includes a cyber type of language within that bid uh, and things like uh you know like things the bid has to meet around various industry industry standards and that kind of thing. But do they really understand what all of that means? And do they realize that by meeting industry standards, or even if they're talking about meeting regulations, they may be in compliance with that, but but they may not actually be cyber secure. Are they aware of all of that? Very
1: seldom. I see a lot of things, you know, they're kind of boilerplate uh, bid packages and and RFQs that come out that, you know, they're they've been pushing the same things out uh, for years and years. And, oh, by the way, we need to add a cybersecurity portion portion in there. So they pick all the buzz, buzzwords, you know, the the NIST and ANSI in France and, uh, you know, IEC, ISA 6443. And they just throw that in there, not really under, understanding the ramifications of that end-to-end process of, of a project, it takes some educating both sides. I mean, a lot of a lot of vendors don't fully understand the standards and haven't been involved in a a true cybersecurity for an industrial control system the way that uh, some of us have. And uh, you know, they just bolt on things like we have for years. Oh, you need you need antivirus to check the box. Yeah, but we put antivirus on there and, you know, oh, you got to do HIPS or uh, some kind of uh, device management. Then, you know, they just add that on there. So, you know, we, we're we trying to educate uh, everybody, you know, that to say it's complete rethink of how to do a project. Yeah. These assets that uh, we design and put in, these industrial facilities last decades and then the average life of a computer what is 18 months three years or so and then the software of course you know needs to be updated like antivirus uh, they throw out updates four or five times a day Mm -hmm. so it's uh, it's a whole different uh, mindset of uh, throw it in there spend a lot of money on an asset let it make us money for you know 30 years and then oh yeah we have to have this uh, this control system that runs it and uh, yeah that may need updating every once in a while and also it needs to be secure 100% of the time that's where the evolution of of the thought process uh, is just starting to you know make a difference in the majors at least
0: Now, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was saying uh, when it comes to security, there are no real across-the-board rules and regulations. There are some here and there, and depending on the industry. But the closest thing we come to any kinds of rules are are standards. What standards exist to help uh, protect companies, and how can they be applied? Are there different standards for different industries? I know you had mentioned a few before, but I mean, are they... Some of the, uh, like pretty much across the board, the standards.
1: <laughs> well, there's no standard of standards uh, for all industries and uh, verticals. But as far as my group is concerned, you know our Bible is IEC 6443 and CISA. They're they're all the same. Those three standard bodies have come together to unify on 6443, which is by far. Years ahead of uh, a lot of the other uh, standard bodies. Mm-hmm. There's some that are starting to, you know, play catch up. Uh, I know the DoD is working on uh, their CMMC standard. They're trying to get it uh, ratified and in place by the end of the year. AWWA is is moving quite along, good to make one for the water wastewater world. You know, of course, you know, the NERC sips have been around for a long time, but it was kind of a general, you know, you have to check these boxes. And if you don't, you know, we're going to slap you on the wrist as far as North America uh, was concerned. But, yeah, I mean, as, as far as we're concerned, I've I've spent countless training hours on my group of guys to make sure that they've gone through all the levels of uh 6443 training and, uh, you know, up to the expert levels. And, you know, I don't believe I have anybody left in my group, you know, of, uh, that, that hasn't gone through that training and, and gotten those certifications. And uh, I really appreciate uh, you know, ISA uh, taking that step to develop and, and uh, get those training programs available from just the the basic uh, awareness training all the way up to the expert level for sixty four forty three, mm-hmm. so it's it's really come a long way, and it's uh, there's great value in it because whenever my guys do sit in front of a customer, you know they can talk intelligently about all aspects of zones and conduits and. You know, designing networks properly, and then of course all the controls that we've been installing for years. But uh, just getting that awareness out for industrial cybersecurity standard is uh, has been a tremendous help in in raising the bar for the whole industry.
0: And as you say, six two four four three is pretty much a given. Um, or you you guys really use it, but. Are folks actually using it out in the industry? I know you apply it and you use it, but are they focusing on that, or is that kind of like their their baseline and then they work off of that, or is it
1: or yeah it's it's like the i t world years ago i mean when iso twenty seven thousand came out it was you know people would read it and start talking about it, and it took many, many years for that framework to basically become you know, common knowledge in mm-hmm. in the IT world. And in our world and in the industrial world, uh, it's taken many years uh for that for the IEC 6443 standard uh to become common knowledge. And now any control system engineer, or plant manager or CIO, CISO, they they know this. They know the standard. Not many of them don't know the details of it, but they know that it's it's very comprehensive and and relevant, and it addresses all the things that we should be looking at as far as you know the risks involved in in uh you know the i t and o t separation and you know the convergence of the two mm-hmm. to make sure that we're we're trying to secure those assets and you know the only really difference between the IT and OT world uh, is basically the ramifications. The this technology is the same. And, you know, if you I can take an IT guy and make him an OT cybersecurity guy fairly quickly, but what he won't understand is okay, like we mentioned, you know, the safety aspect of it and and what the the risks are. If you do have a breach down in the OT world, it could be life changing and not in a good way. So we we implement the same technologies, but we just make sure that it's uh, we keep in mind that it's, you know, there are safety systems involved and process implications. If something goes wrong in a process, it could cause, you know, environmental disruptions and really, really bad things can happen, as you know.
0: When you talk to security people, it's it's a given that obviously they're thinking about security first and not bolting it on later on. And as we, as we started our discussion, this is, um, this is an environment now where we can actually kind of design security in. But um, in a world where the lowest bid wins out, that can sometimes mean that security sometimes goes by the boards. Are you seeing more of the early security thinking um, mentality or are you kind of are you seeing that that bolt on security later on mentality still in existence today?
1: Oh, yeah, it's definitely still there. I mean, like I said before, you know, some of the the majors that are years ahead of uh, the rest of the world, there's definitely a different attitude when you speak to them versus, you know, the small little facility that, oh, by the way, we really should, we read about all these bad things that are happening in in the newspapers and on the news about breaches and malwares and ransomwares, and uh, I think we should probably start thinking about it. It depends on the region and the industry, I think, since we're a global organization, I, I see, you know, like I said, certain industries are years ahead, certain regions are are more aware and uh some people just say yeah oh, it'll never happen to me and oh by the way corporate is corporate or the it group is making me do this so i need to throw in something to make them happy i do see both extremes still today
0: all right now when companies are implementing that that thought process for a project in in this connected environment are they also thinking about are they just thinking about their organization or are they thinking about uh protecting against uh their supply chain you would think that in imp- implementation they would be there'd be a good time to think along those lines kind of like that that whole big picture where we're not thinking just about ourselves but you know who we're working with and who is working with us and how we can protect the, our environment against that that's more of an advanced sense of thinking I think but are you seeing that
1: absolutely They're, there's different levels of uh, customers that we run into some of them are very forward thinking and they they see the value or the risk of you know protecting the end-to-end process and others you know they have you bring it up and they it's they have no idea what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but you know we have some examples that we can we can throw at people. Of course, I, I hate to use the FUD examples, but you know the HVAC contractors cost how how much uh, to companies that were in the news a few years ago because they they failed to protect those those uh, outliers and yeah, if you connect everything to the same network, somebody breaches an HVAC contractor and they have access to point of sale systems, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a poorly designed network. And, and, uh, you can use some of these major breaches over the years as examples to, you know, let's bring awareness to this end to end process of securing and assessing that risk and finding out if uh, determining if we can you know some even something as simple as a remote access giving access during these days of covid you know giving a, vendors and and subcontractors access to networks uh, that needs to be secured <laughs> more so today than ever before because it's more prevalent today you, we would never even discuss having people remote in and work remotely up until about nine months ago. But now it's very common and, and that risk needs to be assessed to make sure that you're using the correct tools and it's, you know, they only have access to what they need and there people are discussing it more now because of the current times than we, we wouldn't even have the discussion about this a year ago.
0: Okay, Glenn, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We've um a bid process or a bid comes out and uh they're asking you, well, how are you, you know, we need some cybersecurity in there. I mean, what are some best practices that a company could follow to implement uh security in projects? You know, this is what are some of the best thoughts or best ideas that you can add in that would help a company in the, in that regard?
1: like I said, I'd start from the very beginning. Let's talk about who should have access to the process of uh creating the design documents, the system design architectures, the uh factor acceptance test documents the Bill of materials, the you know, the whole process of 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 executing that project. And let's let's discuss the you know, the method, how we're gonna secure those documents, how we're gonna secure the not only add on the controls that you know everybody requires these days for for cybersecurity of securing the data and the workstations and and the controllers and all these connected devices but let's talk about the process and i would you know encourage anybody that's creating an rfi out there today to uh, think about you know the the entire process the supply chain the engineering documents let's let's have that discussion and make sure that uh, we can we can secure the end-to-end process of uh, your asset creation and your uh, your design criteria will be secure when it gets uh, to site and signed off, and you start making money with it.
0: Okay, and again, I I think as we were mentioning earlier, I mean, it all it, this whole process ends up coming down to you know a level and a high level of uh, communication along the way. Mm, exactly all right glenn well i i really appreciate you being with me today and um thanks for taking the time and um so i'm just gonna say um i this is greg hale and for glenn bounce i'm saying thank you for uh, listening t- to uh our podcast today thanks a lot
1: thank you Greg.